Hey, welcome to In Doubt. This week on the show, we hear from Dr. John Newfeld, Bible teacher of Back to the Bible Canada, giving a 15-minute presentation on recreational marijuana and the Bible from our recent Let's Talk Marijuana event. It's a very important question to ask. Can I smoke marijuana to the glory of God? Well, I want to argue you can't if it leads to intoxication. But in the end of the day, all of the choices for a believer are directed towards the long term. How can I make the kind of choices now that will lead to the best possible consequences in eternity? Hey, it's Isaac here. Hope you're all well. Uh, with me today is my friend Jake Lowell. And we haven't, you know, done a guest cast for a while, so this is kind of exciting, hey? That's been too long. It's been I was way feeling too long. offended eventually that I would never be asked back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so for those who don't know you, though, Jake, uh, I mean, obviously, we know that you can be offended, which is you easily know, offended. Makes sense in our culture. Um, anyways, for those who don't know you, Jake, can you just kind of give a little bit of an introduction of yourself so that those who don't know you can kind of understand who is this voice speaking so, so sweetly into the mic? So I was born on March 10th, 1994. All right. All right. <laughs> no, I'm a, uh, I'm a local pastor here in Abbotsford. Um, yeah, I do young, youth, youth and young adults pastoring, which means I pastor from everywhere from grade seven through to uh, 30, around 30 years old, which is a really big span and yep. can be interesting at times, but it's really good. So uh, pastor the same sort of uh, group in the young adults that this, you know, in doubt sort of geared towards, which is great. Um, but yeah, that's me. I grew up in the Salvation Army. My parents were pastors as well. So I've just sort of been in the church my entire life. Nice. That's awesome. That's good. Um, yeah. I mean, that span of people, grade seven to about 30. So you probably deal with, and you do deal with issues going on in people's lives from, you know, this person picked on me to, you know, marriage issues mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is... Which is great when you're not married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you really have this good outside source to yeah. like go in and... Yeah. You just really want everyone to know that you're not married, hey? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, All right, so this is how today is going to work. We're going to listen to Dr. John's presentation, and then we're going to discuss some of his points, but also issues that arise from uh, just our conversation. And and talking with Jake, obviously, here is good because, like we just said, uh, he's in the front lines of ministry, being a youth pastor, young adult pastor, and, uh, you know, he has to deal with lots of different issues, and he kind of gets this real sense of how the young adult culture is because he's literally talking to them every single week. So first, we'll listen to Dr. John Newfeld's 15-minute presentation, and then we'll come and we'll discuss it. So here's Dr. John. Well, I have been given the dubious task of um, saying, what does the Bible say about marijuana? And the answer is nothing. And I guess I'm done, and I've only used 10 seconds to say that. Well, I, I have a little bit more to say than that. Uh, You know, in the past, we would have said, when marijuana was still illegal, I would have said, well, Romans 13 really does speak to the issue because uh, it tells us that we ought to, as believers, obey the the governing authorities, except in those areas in our lives that don't conflict with the teachings of Christ. So if the government says, you know, you can't worship, well, we would continue to do that. But outside of those areas, we are called upon to obey the government. But now the rules have changed, as you know. Uh, And so, you know, we're called upon to look at this and ask, is there anything, any wisdom in the Bible that actually deals with that? Now, before I do that, let me just uh, make sure that you understand that 
I am only addressing the issue of recreational marijuana. I'm not addressing all of the other uh, positive benefits there may or may not be in marijuana. That's not my task, and I'm not going to deal with that, and I'm not going to talk about whether or not you should wear a hemp shirt or not. I, I, I just don't care. You want to wear one, just go for it. I, I don't know what to say about that. Um, I do want to say, however, you know, for a great many of us, we're going to say this is going to be the, the youth issue, and what does an old guy like this know? But please understand. I mean, I was raised in the 60s and 70s. Uh, if you can remember the 1970s, you weren't there. I mean, it was just a fog that went all over the place. So this is not a new issue at all. And it does take some, some thinking about what does the Bible actually say. So I'm going to put before you uh, an, a number of principles. There are going to be four. And I'm going to say that there are four issues that do speak to some of the issues about those things which we freely choose or freely choose not to do. On what basis do believers make wise choices in life? So I'm going to begin by taking you to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and uh, verses 18 and 20, and uh, just uh, read that passage. So we'll, we'll start there. It says, uh, or do you not know, I'm sorry, verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commands is outside of the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Now, that becomes the, the background to what's being said. Given that, we are to watch sins against the body. Listen to what it says. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Now, in the past... Uh, we have used this verse a great deal when it comes to the issue of cigarette smoke. And I think that we need to, you know, maybe clarify a couple of things. Before I even talk about cigarette smoke, let, let me say that uh, I think believers understand something about our own bodies. Our bodies are given to us as a gift of God, and God owns our lives, and therefore he owns our own body. And it, therefore, it is beholden upon a believer to use his or her own body, in such a way that brings glory to God. We are to look for ways in which our body is used as a servant of the Lord. And for that reason, we're asking ourselves how the use of our body should affect the body and affect our own effectiveness. Now, so we've often spoken about uh, both alcohol and tobacco and other legal forms of drugs. Now, in the past, and I'm going to say something about alcohol because I know a lot of us will be thinking about this. Um, you know, I'm an old guy, and uh, when I was first ordained as a pastor in my denomination, I was required to sign a document that I will not touch alcohol in any form. No fermented drink will touch my lips. So uh, I did sign that, not because I signed it out of conviction. I, I was a teetotaler anyway. Um, but I signed it just not to create a difficulty, but I also recognized that the use of alcohol is not forbidden in the scripture, but it has a long history of being forbidden among Christian people. It's changed within your generation, but it wasn't always that way, and I think we probably misused the scripture in order to get it to say that. But when it comes to tobacco, we in fact have a case to be made. Because we know the long-term effects of tobacco on the body, and therefore, as believers who hold that the body is sacred and a gift of God, we're called upon to evaluate uh, what will be the effect. So that, what I would argue, would be the first principle. I said there are four, and uh, that was the first one, and that's the easy one. 
The second principle is the principle of intoxication. Now, going back to the question of alcohol, um, there are a number of passages in the scripture that tell us that wine gladdens the heart, that kind of thing. And uh, so we remember that the Bible, in fact, can even commend the use of alcohol. Paul certainly does that to Timothy when he says, drink a little bit of wine because of your stomach. And uh, you know that it says that. At the same time, there are passages like Galatians chapter 5, verse 21. Most of us in this room, I think, would probably know Galatians 5, 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, and so forth. But Galatians 5.21, the passage just prior to encouraging us to walk in the Spirit, tells us about the fruit of the flesh. And one of the fruits of the flesh is drunkenness. And indeed, when Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2, he says, anybody who assumes spiritual leadership must not be given to drunkenness. So the Bible does seem to make a distinction between the use of alcohol, which it can even commend to us, and the abuse of alcohol, which is drunkenness. And so I would think that if we put all of that under a heading, which is the heading of intoxication, I think we have a bit of an understanding of what we're talking about. So when it comes to the use of marijuana and simply the getting of a high, I mean, you might be able to answer for me whether or not it is possible to use marijuana in which you're not intoxicated or high, because it would seem to me that the Bible forbids that kind of an activity and calls upon us to be rather uh, sober-minded, that we are to be self-willed and not willed by our own flesh. And that brings me to the third principle that I think has something to do with this. It's the question of habitual and unholy actions. And here I'm going to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. Paul there writes, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. Uh, there is, of course, within uh, Pauline theology, an extended theology of the flesh. And uh, if, if I were to give you kind of a, a practical layman's guide to what Paul means when he warns us about the dictates of the flesh, I, I like to use an example. I used to wear a pair of glasses. They were very light on my head. I liked them. I think they stopped making them, but they were made of what was called memory metal. And that basically means that if you bent the metal in it and then you subjected the metal to heat, it would immediately take upon itself the original form all over again. And so it would just, you know, the memory of the metal would just return to its form. In a sense, that's what Paul means when he talks about the flesh. He speaks about those habitual ingrained patterns in which our flesh will simply revert to a pattern which it has memorized. As we are born into sin, the flesh very quickly memorizes patterns of unholy, unwholesome behavior and repeats them. So you might say to yourself, I'm never going to do whatever the action is. Let's say I'll never be angry again. You know, every time my spouse does whatever and I've been angry and I just popped off, I'm not going to do that again. So your mind determines that my new course of behavior is going to change. And then comes heat. 
And what immediately happens is the flesh overrides the mind and overrides our own self-will, and it overrides it and simply forms a pattern of behavior that's been memorized. And the Bible talks about something called self-control in which we are to have control over our actions and not the flesh. So here's what marijuana, I think, does for me. We're going to have to ask ourselves if I use marijuana because I need to relax. We might want to compare that to someone who says, I use sleeping pills because I want to relax. Now, I'm going to say that's different if you have a regimen that's prescribed by your doctor. But if you're using sleeping pills, painkillers, or any such thing recreationally because you have found that your flesh has just begun to respond to that and your flesh now is ingrained in its patterns, um, you're going to have to ask yourself whether or not that is a pattern for marijuana as well. Will a person begin to regularly depend upon that euphoric that's given in which the flesh rejoices and we begin to develop those habitual patterns? I'll speak personally here. Uh, one of the reasons why I have made a commitment not to use alcohol in my lifetime is not because I think I have a biblical mandate for it, but because I am aware that I have, I believe, an addictive personality. So I'm very careful about those patterns in my life that can easily form a life of its own. And so as believers, we are to be controlled by the Spirit, but we are also to be self-controlled. And so every believer who wants to be wise in the decisions that they make is going to have to ask that question. Okay, there's one more thing that I want to spend some time on, and it has to do with the principle of freedom. I'm going to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. You've noticed I'm spending a lot of time in 1 Corinthians. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, there's a basic principle, and I'm going to roll that out and then talk back from it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, So whether you eat or drink... Or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So there's a basic principle. Uh, no matter what activity I'm involved in, if I cannot say of that activity, I give thanks to Jesus for this. I'm so glad that I did that because in doing so, I believe I honored my Lord and Savior. If I can't say that in my eating or in my drinking or in anything else that I do. Now, context, context, context. The context really is a wider context which had swept through the church in Corinth. And it had to do with meat that was sacrificed to idols. And so there were a lot of believers that said, you know, I ought to be able to partake because I know that an idol is nothing in the world at all. And therefore, whether I eat or whether I don't eat is really entirely a matter of my own conscience. And that's true insofar as it goes. But there's another principle behind that as well. And so Paul talks about how it affects a fellow believer who may not have the same conscience that you do, who's just come out of a relationship with idolatry and sees you eating meat sacrificed to an idol and is therefore emboldened to go back to an idol temple. And then on top of that, Paul wants to also add that whatever pagans do in sacrificing to idols, they are actually sacrificing to demons. And he says, I don't want you to be a participator in demons. And so there has to be a, a great deal of wisdom that comes about when we exercise some of these free choices of ours. What is it saying to others? How is it directing my own behavior? And in the end of the day, one of the main issues for every single believer in life, it's a main issue. Can I so direct and live my life in such a way that I have brought every single area of my life, 
whether my leisure time or my directed activities, under the lordship of Christ so that Christ is pleased in all of my activities. Well, we know we haven't reached perfection yet, and to, but to that end we strive. So I think it's, not in, it, 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 it's a very important question to ask. Can I smoke marijuana to the glory of God? Well, I'm going to argue you can't if it leads to intoxication. You can't if it leads to a series of unhealthy choices in your life. But in the end of the day, all of the choices for a believer are directed towards the long term. We're always asking ourselves, where does wisdom guide me? Where does wisdom lead me? How can I make the kind of choices now that will lead to the best possible consequences in eternity? That's the question that we're always asking. So you, you can understand I've not answered the question directly, but I've placed before you a number of biblical principles. Let me say them again, just in case you forget them. Got them all written down here. Question number one was really the question about the use of our own body. If our body belongs to God, how should I be aware of the effects of marijuana on it? Secondly is the question of intoxication. Thirdly is the question of habitual patterns which I build into my own life. And, and fourth is the question of freedom. What constitutes the wise use of freedom so that in all things I bring glory to God? That was Dr. John Neufeld giving his 50-minute presentation at our recent Let's Talk Marijuana In Doubt Live event, which happened in February. And you were there, right, Jake? I was there. Yeah, right. I was. That's I even right. asked a question while you did. I was there. Well, it was the first thing that Dr. John brings up is the sort of the question and the idea of the use of our body, our physical body. And he brings up the biblical truth that our body belongs to God. So he talks about 1 Corinthians and it's like, you are not your own. He kind of asked the question, how should we be aware of the effects of marijuana on our body? So because our body is not our own, then obviously if we're considering recreational marijuana, we need to be thinking about, okay, well, if my body is not my own and it's the Lord's, then I only want to put things in my body that is going to bring glory to God. It's it's a hard one actually because this I find this out of out of like some of the points that John make is actually like one of the biggest issues that I think we battle against in our society um, is the body and it's and it can be really hard to talk to because I think um, where we're at we we really our, our society is really consumed by a need for autonomy personal autonomy in our body and and it's my body and it's my rights and and that makes it really difficult at times um, to talk about the relation to God and your body. Cause, and what I want to remind people is that I think we're talking about this as how Christians should respond. Yeah, I think that's an important absolutely. point, how Christians should, re- should respond. And, and um, I, I, I was about to say unfortunately, but I don't think it's unfortunately. I don't think we as Christians can live our lives in the way that it's my body, my rights, I can do with it as I want to do with it. Because um, like you were saying, um, if our body belongs to God, then what we do with it should follow along with the will of God as well mm. and, and how we treat it and how we respect it. Because yeah. um, in some way, our body allows us to carry out his will in the world. And if we're not treating that appropriately, then we're not going to be able to do that will appropriately either. Right. That's good. Yeah. And it's just such a, that's a good point. And it's just such a radical 
uh, you know, belief in the midst of our society today, especially in our 21st century, to know that our body is not our own. And, you know, you did, you talked about the idea of autonomy and uh, sort of this body autonomy that our body is our own and we can do with it as we will. But it's like, no, that's that's not true. And it's just, that's just a radical point. Um, and I think it's important, too, that, you know, he asked the question, how should we be aware of the effects of marijuana on it? Um, in a couple weeks from now, or more than a couple weeks, I should say, uh, we're going to be listening to Dr. Lucinda McCory's 50-minute presentation on the show. And she is a family doctor, family physician. And she kind of gets into some of the very biological uh, specifics of what marijuana does to the body, which is very helpful. And I think that all of us, for the very, even if we don't, even if you're listening and you, you're not interested in, in, you know, taking recreational marijuana, because of the fact that the Trudeau government is going to legalize it soon, probably this year, uh, you should just be aware of the effects that marijuana has on the body so that you can be a, you know, uh, a good friend to your friends that maybe are considering it or things like that, because we need to be um, talking about that. Before we move on to the next point, though, Jake, what would you say is a how can we as Christians um, help our friends if we're seeing them, and if they're Christians, if we're seeing them, you know, uh, not really living in such a way where they're believing that their body is not their own and they're in the Lord's? How can we respectfully but also firmly um, sort of encourage them and exhort them and maybe even rebuke them um, so that they can kind of live in the, in the light of the fact that their body is not their own and they should, and maybe it's not about marijuana. Maybe it's about overeating or, or sleeping too much. I don't know who, who knows. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. Cause I think, um, as we're talking about this and, it, and it's an important issue, but we don't want to like pigeonhole this as like, you know, like the one worst issue ever. Cause there is certain things like, uh, we talked about, or John talked about drinking right? and, and yeah. overeating. That's a huge one because that's one we don't really talk about at no, all, but gluttony yeah, yeah. and all this stuff that's super unhealthy for your body. Um, but I think really what you, what you have to do, and this is a lot of different circumstances, especially with young adults, um, especially with young adults who don't really want to talk to you or might have some barriers up. Like I used to work as a, as a youth worker for at-risk youth, as I think maybe they have a different term now, but that's what we called it at the time. Um, and you really just want to make sure that that you have that sort of relationship or rapport with them, that they understand that what you're saying is because you care for them yeah, it's so and good. for their future as well. That's so good. Yeah, that's important to have. All right. The second thing that he talks about is the question of intoxication. And, you know, at the very end of the presentation, you probably heard him say that if there is a way that someone can actually take recreational marijuana without being intoxicated for the glory of God, then there is a question there. But we also bring up the fact that in Mark Ward's book, and he was another speaker at the event, uh, he does say that the National Administration of, you know, safety, highway and safety, you know, I brutalized that. <laughs> it's not, hey, we're Canadians. That's American uh, administration that I don't know about. But pretty much they they were trying to figure out um, how can we, you know, ding people or, you know, ticket people for driving under the influence of marijuana. And they, they kind of had to do all these studies and they say, well, you know, one to two hits of marijuana will produce an intoxicated effect on the brain. And one to two hits is one to two puffs of a of a joint. So to me, I'm like, uh, you know, there's not really, maybe there's a way to take marijuana to not be intoxicated, but that's kind of a fine line. 
Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And 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 that's the tough thing because it starts at one. So what what they're really saying is that it is possible with one puff of marijuana. But to who's going to go take one puff, one puff of recreational marijuana? Like who who goes to marijuana not to be high? Well, that's true. And I think recreationally, that's definitely true. And yeah. I think that's important. That's recreationally. I think that's absolutely true. I don't think there's any other purpose recreationally for marijuana other than to get yeah. high because it's not a medical purpose then. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a difficult one um, because what really occurs there is like this sort of this physiological and also psychological change um, in you is, you know, whatever chemicals. I'm not a doctor, by the way. You <laughs> so sound like so one, though. <laughs> maybe I do. I'm trying my best. Um, but what happens really um, is that there's a removal from reality. Yeah, absolutely. Of how life actually goes and how you usually feel. Um, and, and my issue with it is that I believe that we are called to be present Mm -hmm. in our lives and also at times endure the hardship that we go through. Mm. Because a lot of people will use this or alcohol or, again, food too. Um, Maybe food less so because you don't really come intoxicated. Um, (laughs) But to sort of remove themselves from these situations and not have to deal with them. Um, And that's tragic and I really feel for those people. but I would say for myself, some of the most challenging circumstances in my life uh, where I struggled the most have been also some of the greatest blessings right. um, in a refining way yeah. as well that have helped me grow and, and, and mature. Um, but I think the biggest struggle with this intoxication um, is that in, in our Christian faith, uh, we're also called to live for others. Mm. And I think you see that in the greatest commandment about loving God and loving others. You also see it in the, com- you know, in the commission um, to go and make disciples of people. Yeah. And I don't think you can do that if you're absent. Yeah, that's um, so good. Mentally in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be a bit of a stretch example, but it is an example. You know, what if you're intoxicated and you see someone, maybe someone needs a ride to a hospital or something. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to yeah, do that for yeah, them? What good. if someone at some point needs to be uh, have the gospel preached to them and you're not in a state where you can even get those words out to explain yeah. that to them? That's good. Um, yeah. So we can't get through all of them. But lastly, what about freedom? Yeah, definitely on the freedoms. And I, for young adults, especially me working with young adults, uh, that's a really, really hot topic issue because... Um, they really like their freedoms a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like to be able to drink or whatever that looks like. And and my challenge to young adults is, is there a difference between your personal freedom, yeah. you know, between you and God and freedoms uh, communally right. with other people as well? Mm. And it gets back to what John was talking about with um, being a stumbling block. And it gets back to what I was just saying before, too, with about loving people. Um, and say someone uh, uh, I'd experienced once with someone who was uh, drinking or had, had been an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I was out for dinner um, with this person, some other people, and I, I will drink occasionally. Um, but I chose not to drink in that circumstance because I knew that was something that he had struggled with yeah. and didn't want to entice him in some way to come back to that. Yeah, that's um, Because... Before all this freedom stuff, I think we're called to love people. Absolutely. And loving people looks like bringing them towards Christ. Yeah. And I think in some way, if we're tempting them towards that sin, 
them or not loving them. That's so good. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, thanks, Jake, for taking the time to chat with me today. I really do appreciate it. Um, if you're interested in making a financial donation to Indoubt or becoming a regular giver, uh, we'd be so grateful. We rely on God's provision for us through the donations of generous people. And every amount matters, whether it's $1 or 1000 or whatever. Um, if this interests you, just click the donate button, then the I listen to Indoubt option at indoubt.ca if you live in Canada or indoubt.com if you live in the States. Connect with us online this week. Talk to us uh, about what you think about this. I'm sure you have some uh, thoughts and ideas. Uh, maybe you have questions about it. We're alive and well on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hello at indout.com to let us know your story. Maybe you have a guest you'd like to hear or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss. Well, I'm Isaac. I'm Jake. And hope you can join us next week on In Doubt. See you then. Indoubt Ministries exist to bring a biblical perspective into the relevant issues of life and faith that young adults face every day. For more information, check out indoubt.ca if you live in Canada and indoubt.com if you live in the U.S.